Hi guys, welcome to Love and Light with Kelista Adibayo and I'm so excited to have you here again this beautiful, beautiful day. I hope you're doing fine. I hope you're keeping safe. Alright, so today I'm doing something a little bit different from what I've been doing, you know, in past weeks. Alright, so today I have a special guest with me. But before I tell you who my special guest is, alright, don't forget to sit down, relax, chill. Don't forget to share, don't forget to comment, don't forget to follow our IG handle. That is Love and Light Podcast, or you search for Podcast Love and Light. Alright, so straight up, today we're talking about movie reviews, and we'll be discussing four different movies. We'll be talking about The Old Guard, and we would also be talking about Fishbone. Alright, so those movies are movies that you should definitely check out, but then we are here to review those movies for you, you know, tell you the spoilers, tell you the good parts, tell, tell you the plots, the themes, and things like that. Alright, so straight up, I told you I have a guest here with me, and without further ado, I introduce Hafiz Tomova. Hi, Hafiz. Hi, Kalista. What's up? I'm fine. Thank you. It's good to have you here. Thank you so I'm much. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Hmm. All right. So, but then before I ask you questions, I'm curious. Hafiz Tomova, I want to know what brought about <laughs> Do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> Any version you're willing to share with us. Okay, let's just say it's a combination of my name and my nickname put together just to form one unique name created for myself. Oh, yeah. that's nice. But then, how do you guys do it? Like, you guys with nicknames are really boring, you know, <laughs> right? A couple of us can get nicknames for ourselves. Like, we literally tried all, all, all childhood to get nicknames. The truth, the truth, the truth is that really if, you, if, you, if you look at the history of nicknames, I think most of the nicknames, let me say, let me just say 50% of the nicknames we guys do have comes from insults and abuse that we just take like that over the years you know i could remember my first nickname ever it was half head like that was my first nickname ever you know and i just took it like that there when i was in primary school like okay half head half head half head, half head. you know stuff like that so at times these nicknames it's not like we want them in the beginning there are times they'll call you some nickname you want you'll be fighting against and uh, don't call me that name don't call me that name but before you know it the nickname will stick and you just have to find a way to accept it and just you know move on with it all right so straight up um tell us about yourself and your podcast okay so but before you do that for those listening hafiz has a podcast and trust me okay i don't want to tell you about this podcast i want him to be the one to do that but then trust me it's a podcast you have to listen to take that from me guys you really have to listen to this podcast all right, so Hafiz, over all right. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all music lovers across the globe. My name is Afis Tonova, and I'm the host of the Chacha Music Review Podcast. Yes, the Chacha Music Review Podcast is where I get to critique, analyze, rate, and review all new songs from top African artists during the course of the week. So instead of you wasting your data and bothering your brain about which song to download or not, just listen to my podcast. It will give you the answer to everything. Sefini. You know what? telling you guys like you have to listen to this podcast do you see the most so trust me the plug to every new music in town 
Exactly, but today we are not here to no, talk about movies. We're here to I'm also a movie music. person, though, so it's cool. Alright, so straight up, guys, without further ado, we're talking about The Old Guard first, alright? So, straight up, for those that have seen The Old Guard, it's a movie that, you know, came out almost almost at the same time this other movie came out, Traction. And then there was this hype, and everyone was talking about Old Guard, talking about Extraction and all. And then we said, okay, you know what? We have to see these movies. We have to see what the hype is about. And we are here to tell you what the hype is really about in case you have not seen the movie the old guy is an action thriller trust me if you love action movies it's, it's just perfect for you to just get your popcorn get your drink and watch this movie and you would definitely and we don't take we don't take pop then take we don't have and a like me <laughs> anyone anyone join but then we are not here bearing gifts we did not come bearing gifts we came bearing yeah spoilers. major spoilers so, major spoilers it's not my idea it's actually <laughs> so old. Alright, so straight up, um, for those that have actually seen the movie, quick rundown, quick recap. The movie starts, um, basically, a character called Boca and a character called Andy. They meet up at this particular location and then Andy gives her the lowdown that there's this, in quotes, mission that they have to go to to rescue some girls. And they have to see someone called Copley, alright? And then they meet up with two other guys, Nick and Joe's, and then Boca and Andy went to meet James Copley. So in getting there, they got this detailed information about the fact that they have to go for this particular mission you know to rescue a couple of teenage or young girls so they decided to rescue this girl not knowing they were being set up getting there instead of finding girls the next thing they found out was they killed our characters our main characters you know imagine going to a cinema and then you see your characters and you're like oh these people seem cool and then next thing they are dead what comes to your mind you're like ah sure it's a firing here so basically <laughs> while seeing the movie it, it seems like okay what's going on guys what's happening but then this guy stood up and then the next thing they attacked like a counter attack all right so for me at that point he was like what but then before i proceed i want to ask a at that particular point what, what was going through really when i when i when i first saw that scene i felt like uh uh-uh, this one's get on the issue like <laughs> because the amount of bullet is sprayed on them i mean if we're going to count we'll count nothing less than 78 bullets that is sprayed on them but even when that scene was going on when they were shooting there i felt like wait these are the main actors of the movie and they're already dying exactly. in the first scene what's up i felt like okay what's maybe they'll maybe they'll now take us to five days or ten days before you know that death maybe that's just the ending and they just want to show us how they all died then they will now take us back you know maybe there's a storyline but all of a sudden they all stood mm-hmm. up again you know like a uh, undertaker they also up again and they killed mm-hmm. everyone i'm like whoa now sorry pass me my popcorn and my drink i have to watch this one very very well <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But then, my own issue with that particular point <laughs> is the fact that you don't shoot people and turn your back. Like now, take for example, this rebels in quotes that attack these warriors, you know, shot at them with over a hundred bullets for just four people. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what was going on. And they shot at them and all. And then the next new people gathered, everybody turned back and they were discussing or discussing whatever. Excuse me, you don't commit murder and you turn I mean, back. Some people are supposed to be looking you can, for... You, can, you can't blame them. And which you people? can't blame them. When 
when you spread people with over 100 bullets what do you expect they will die now so they're just making just of uh look at this one's very cheap mission it wasn't even difficult for us that was what they were doing they didn't know that you know there was something coming up before that <laughs> but then another thing i noted from the movie was the fact that now this supposed james copley that sent them on this mission mm-hmm. set them up and all yeah. was willing to waste a couple of rebels just to prove a point you know just to get a video so i had issues with that it touched a nerve knowing the fact that these are things we see in our everyday life the fact that some people somewhere are willing to waste some people to just prove some certain point so i feel like that movie was was touching some things you know that actually goes on in our environment exactly but then another issue i had with the movie was the fact that while they were going for this particular mission they passed by some villagers coming from maybe the farm okay. or whatever and then they were carrying guns and then these people casually walked by nigga we are in <laughs> africa we don't casually walk by guns hell no black people don't casually Look, walk by guns i think one thing i used to notice about american movies is the fact that for every scene they show they try to pass a very very uh, minute message or you know minute interpretation for those that can actually have that time to actually think about what they are saying now yes truly you won't mm-hmm. pass by people carrying guns and you just walk by like it's a normal thing but then again if you are if you're in a country like maybe like somalia is this southern sudan right now whereby there's always war when you see gun i mean one of the best thing for you to do is just keep quiet and go your way you don't have because you're kind of already used to the mentality like there's always people carrying gun all about do you understand and maybe just maybe since that particular scene was all a setup scene maybe just maybe the local farmers were also in on it so immediately they saw they just started to just keep mute and not to tip them off with their attitude and they just went by their way so there are so many variables that could have happened in that scene moving forward mm-hmm. um well while they left the mission and all and found out that they've been you know set up and everything along the line they find out that you know i mentioned earlier that they were yeah. four, four yeah. immortals now they find out that there's a fifth person now what happened talking about the fact that you don't look back after an attack this particular lady her name is now right and she happened to be among the marine combat yeah. in afghanistan now she went for an attack with her mm-hmm. team or i think someone successfully shot the you know rebel in code and she was trying to save his life and then she looked you know i think one thing one thing about one thing about that scene because i was also pissed off about the scene for the fact that i think the girl was kind of confused like we could have catching this person alive instead of just killing this person so that was what she was trying to find her like look man we could have caught her alive we didn't mean to so just give me some bandages give me some this let me just stitch her up and take her to the camp and in the process you know the girl just slit her throat and, and i felt like okay now you can now you can you know die without so in peace but then the problem i had was the fact that the lady was trying to save the guy's life and the guy was willing to kill the person that was trying to save life you know like, you know, naturally those naturally hell? those but, talibans and those um you know arcade now quote and unquote you know like from what they've always shown us is the fact that they always their life does not really owe nothing to them they're always ready to die for their mission so they rather die and mm. when they die they see them as you know a small god or a demigod like oh they died for what they 
believed in than them saving them and taking them to one interrogation place and they will have to talk and all that so that was just what that person was just trying to prove like i'm a straight up taliban anytime any day i'd rather die than you know than you saving my life but then one thing i really loved about the movie yeah i've been talking about some spoilers well some of the things i loved about the movie was the fact that we had you know two lead actresses and one was a white actress the other one was a black and- actress now andy was a white actress and now was a black actress and the fact that now was carrying braided natural hairdo like there was no artificial anything it was a natural hairdo and it was braided it, it just the fact that they came together to show that oh okay black and white could work together was really making sense and the movie was released at a point in time when we were all saying blm BLM yeah, yeah, you know? yeah yeah and it, it really was making sense it, it really was cool the fact that they could come together and work okay. together so for me that was that was a let me just let me just let me just dive into this since you've spoken about it now yeah that, 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 that was that was something good yeah but for me i felt like i felt like that that black girl could have done more like you know if you remember if you remember how they were having dreams uh, another spoiler remember how they were having dreams about her before they got to her remember how each of them was so mm-hmm. i felt like okay this person that that all of them was seen this person has to be extraordinary special there has to be something different from the fact that you could not just die, you know but it was just the same. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day it was just the same thing with them there was nothing mm-hmm. extraordinary about her you know she couldn't stop bullets she couldn't move faster it was just the same thing i feel like you now for just drum a little bit maybe the girl just get one small extra power you know, like see, maybe she feels stop bullet or maybe you know something the high bone i don't give the girl before the girl come down to make her ordinary like that but aside from that aside from that it was good okay don't let me don't let me jump to the end let me still wait <laughs> but then talking about spoilers i had a particular issue in fact a major issue with the fact that now this particular now lady is a married yeah. combat she she was slipped mm-hmm. in the church okay people saw her die they had removed her name tag they packed her bags you know declared her dead and then she wakes up and then she comes alive there is no scar there is nothing people are freaked out about it and she has is freaked out she's still trying to understand yeah. and then you come boom kidnap her and then nobody yeah, traces well, you for if, well, i think one of the reasons why they didn't trace her because i also actually you know pick point in that you know before she left the camp two of our uh marine corp members were saying i saw her die for my face and they were like you want her to leave the camp in a body bag you know one was saying whether she's dead or not the fact that she's alive is okay mm-hmm. and we're like i mean i saw her dead there should be an explanation so the fact that she was kidnapped and the marine corps didn't you know actually look for her it was just like we're just trying to come out because what they were right at the end of the day in the report was she died on the mission they couldn't retrieve her body looking for mm-hmm. her just going to, looking then, for her just going to be like another explanation that they might not be ready to give do you understand so what she's gone she's gone she's no more mm-hmm. problem so just let her go and since the movie was not even going to have anything to do with that so i think there was no point showing us what the marine corps would have done blah 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 Things they, they never they mm-hmm. never went back to that part of the story again so i think i think that was okay but then again it was just because the marine would have used that to cover their own as that she died in mission and they couldn't retrieve her body that would have been the original storyline mm. but then another issue i had was the fact that we had this military camp the marine camp and all and then a an outsider a stranger still infiltrated your camp where there were so many people it, it just made it seem like security was not tight and the fact that she was attacking others and then you that in quotes now was standing and she was looking like who are you like hello <laughs> you 
you see someone attacking people and then you're like oh who are you hi nice to meet you like it really i won't lie to you that was one thing i ate most about american movies they ask a lot of stupid questions let's take a look at some of these horror movies they do you walk into a room alone when you know now you open door enter by yourself see they ask who is there is anybody there i mean come on man come on come on it's it's like it's like it's like it's like a normal thing to them they must ask it question Mm. they must ask stupid question it's natural okay so we don't want to drag this movie too much we've given you spoilers we've told you some of the interesting parts but then let's just give you one or two more dits before we wrap this particular movie up um now this movie has a has a lot of betrayal some people kept betraying some people you know some people kept damaging some people back and this this movie is just a movie you just have to watch but then the ending part for those of you that were the last scene the final scene the final scene got me like oh my god no 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 not booker booker is gonna mess up because booker just got out of a mess in quotes or booker is still in a mess and then somebody else again comes and like hi booker like no definitely bro is gonna get into another that, mess that ending part, so for those of that you ending part is just to show us that there'll be a part two mm-hmm. yeah i and i really can't wait i was about to say yeah. that but then before I, I talk about the part two part i want to know finally before we wrap it on the old guard what other spoilers did you notice on the movie and any other thing you want to add no, about well, I think I think for me as a movie as a movie fan as a movie fan naturally there was a lot of hype around the movie when it came out so I was so excited to see the movie like oh I need to see the old guard but after I saw it I felt like okay it's not a bad movie to be honest it's a good movie but then again I don't think it was worth the old hype and hype that they you know they give to it they made it sound like it was this extra special movie and at the end of the day it was just okay some bunch of you know um, people that had audition their body and they cannot die and they just went to you know there was really really nothing extraordinarily special about the movie except from probably maybe when they were now telling the history of how old that girl handy is you know except from that but there may be the back the backbiting in between but aside from that there was really really nothing but kudos has to go to the acting the characters they did job they did the actors they did job to their characters i mean i really really enjoyed how they you know acted the movie and all that it was really really nice so aside from all that yeah i think it's just a pretty good movie that's all i'm going to say all right but then if you were to rate this particular movie over 10 how would you rate okay. it as a movie uh, reviewer as a movie critic? critic i think i'll just give it a five over ten really yeah i think i'll just mm. give it a five over ten it's yeah, just it's, it's just yeah. another you know there's nothing spectacular about it so okay, i'll just give it a five over ten all right guys so basically that's that's about the old guard if you've not seen it i really suggest you can see it it's a movie you would actually yeah. enjoy well you might have a few spoilers here and there especially the ones we've known with that right we intentionally did not dive deeper because we just don't want to spoil there's, the movie there's, there's a major spoiler but we could then, have spoken about but then again no 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 but then what we love the fact that they ended it letting us know that we should look out for part two so let's hope for hope that the part two much be more better so and that will reveal a lot of stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. true all right so straight up we are going to talk about fish mm. one now for those of you that have not seen fish one fish one is an anarcho movie the movie created by anarcho films for those that have not watched fish one fish one is a nigerian movie i was before i was, say, I was oh. waiting i was waiting for you to say that part that it is a nigerian you need to emphasize that part that is a nigerian movie <laughs> mm-hmm. but then before you go oh my god i don't watch nigerian movies trust me this is a movie i would actually suggest that you see it's a short film yeah 
yeah, it's, 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 it's actually short in many ways. And then it had characters like Shafi Bello, it had characters like I think Afyong. They were basically the two main characters in the movie. Now, for those of you that yeah. have seen the movie, the movie had characters like the movie had characters like Schoolboy, had characters like mm, my nigga, my nigga. And for those of you that know Schoolboy or those of you that do not know Schoolboy, Schoolboy was the eyes. I like to call him the eyes. It was not a name they gave him there, but then for me, it was like the eyes of the old gang and everything. CCTV. And then we had Mama T. who was also known as yeah. Mama. She was also known as Madame Pope. She was also known as mm-hmm. Williams. Like, she's just an all-round character. And we also had Inspector. You know, it was known as Inspector and it was also known as Inspector Okun. We had Cletus. Yeah. For me, I think Cletus was the conscience. The same way we had Schoolboy. Uh, Schoolboy was the eyes. Cletus was the conscience for me. We had the shopkeeper. We had Barista Abigail. And then mm. the maid, Grace. And we had other characters like that. Now, the prevalent themes or the dominant themes in the movie we had corruption. Like, corruption was one of the main themes of the movie. And we also had drug counterfeiting. Like, in fact, it was the main, it was the major theme of the movie. Exactly. That was what, that was what the movie was all about. Mm-hmm. We had other themes like loyalty, you know, we had other themes like, people call it karma. I don't know how to phrase it, but then in a weird way, yeah. it, it was also yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was also prevalent in the movie. So, real quick, short summary of what the movie was about. So the movie is set in a rural setting. I like the fact that it was done in a rural area, you know, and it talked about a whole lot of drug counterfeiting in the ghetto, in the slums, the fact that a whole lot of, in quotes, rich people, powerful people, you know, were doing shady deals and then they could easily get, even when the police tried to capture them and all, they could always sleep from their hands, you know. All it needed was maybe a phone call or tipping somebody, you know, so so far you have the connection and the network, that's it. And the fact that one thing I noticed in the movie is that don't believe all you see and what brings me to that is the fact that Inspector Okun respected Miss Williams like he's very well a highly respected figure that was doing so much good in the society but then yeah. if he had looked so much closer maybe he would have been able to catch a whip of back of her shady deals early enough even before he found out later so mm-hmm. taking the team by team we have the team of corruption but before I dive into the teams, yeah. I want to ask you like for you what were like the prevalent teams and who were your hit characters like who were your favorite characters in that particular movie so um before I go into the movie let me just quickly say this I'm not a big fan of Nigerian movie so trust me that seeing this movie was something it took me like ah, I just see him but for me to see this I didn't see this movie on my system I didn't see it in a cinema I didn't even see it on a CD I went to go and watch it on YouTube I mean for me to watch a movie of about 35 minutes plus on YouTube then she understand that this is a different Nigerian movie the first thing that got me stuck to the movie was the location I mean it was a movie mm-hmm. that was talking about production of you know fake drugs and all that and they got the location spots on you know it could have been another movie they would have used one of these fancy buildings and say they are doing one warehouse and one factory blah 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 but they used the ghetto I mean this is where we know where they produce all these things now these boys were ghetto and then they do all these things and that was where they used and that got me like okay fine I have to see this movie to the end and when Mama T you know also came in and was telling them I've told you to stop smoking and she also took the cigarette and she was smoking and said okay now this is another character I must fall in love with but mm-hmm. all in all I think my best character in the movie has to be Schoolboy I mean come on give it up for Schoolboy I'm sorry exactly. I've been 
I'm sorry I'm giving you people spoilers, but Schoolboy for me was just it was just on fire. Like ah uh, no 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 no, it was on fire, man. It was on fire. I really really enjoyed his acting in that movie, Schoolboy, and also um even though his acting was very very short, it I think it didn't appear more than a scene or so. Um the driver that took the house girl to buy the drugs. Yeah, I like how it was in the in the chippy man. I'm not tasting me. You know they do this or go to buy this one. And like it is animated. They you know squeeze one thousand and right into his hand. Like you take your share. Like, you know, like that's typically something we can all relate to as a Nigerian. I mean, that's one of the things that if I'm seeing in Nigeria movie, I like to see something we can all relate to, not something you just fabricate because you just want to make it nice and all that thing. Being to give us fake stories that we cannot relate to. I could relate to that scene because of course it's it's natural. You know, the movie talks about corruption. It talks about producing fake drugs and all that. So those two things, those two things were like they were like almost coming up in every scene, either majorly or slowly. They were also coming up. So that's why I like the movie in general. Mm. All right, but then talking about the movies, I want to talk about two major characters that I really enjoyed. Okay. Or well, I won't say enjoyed, but like they were characters that got to me in the whole drug um gang or okay. drug counterfeiting gang, and those were the eyes and the conscience. If you remember when I was talking about the characters earlier, I mentioned that a particular guy was the conscience. Yeah. And then I mentioned that a particular guy was the eyes. Mm-hmm. Now for me, let's talk about my favorite character in that movie. It goes to schoolboy on shaken on beaten schoolboy had it for me seriously he delivered it was it he really true. delivered and then for me why i said okay schoolboy was the eyes of the gang because he was everywhere he was that good and his loyalty was top-notch to the gang even when he was arrested even when he was being threatened and everything he was not willing to say a thing so that's, schoolboy that's, had that's it for me for and you. then that's the treats. conscience like <laughs> cletus was the conscience for those of you who do not know cletus um cletus was the guy that was telling mama t that they were using yeah, some drugs yeah. that could harm babies that he not mm-hmm. they should use those drugs that because he could kill babies but then she was like go ahead and stuff like that for me i felt like it, it was nice to know that there was someone that mm-hmm. still had a mm-hmm. conscience in that clique and he still cared about the fact that it could harm other people and he didn't want that effect so he was the conscience of the gang but then what what do we know about our conscience as usual whenever our conscience tells us something we decide whether we want to listen or whether we want to so I feel like Mamati decided to ignore. I said, especially in a case whereby Sorry? we don't have an option, because in the case of these two, he was just like more of an errand boy, you know, just trying to give an advice to his boss. So what, no matter what his conscience mm-hmm. was going to say, at the end of the day, his boss is still going to be the boss, and he still has to carry out the order. Of course. But then now, you know, when we're talking about the teams, we're going to talk about the teams. But when we were talking about the teams earlier, we mentioned the fact that we had karma yeah, yeah. as one of the teams. Now let's just talk about one of the or some of the disadvantages of using particular uh-huh. drugs or chemicals you know to make this drug and the mama tea was was willing to ignore but then she she had mm. a taste of our literally own literally she had a taste of our medicine literally and she could not swallow it she found it she found out that it was a hard pill to swallow and that was when she now said oh, okay go and tell classes that you guys should stop using that drug and then i was like if you did not taste it firsthand you wouldn't uh, have cared but then because you actually had a first-hand I, experience like i won't lie to you i think that's that sums up um majority of how nigeria is in a nutshell in every aspect of nigeria that's that just sums it up you know most of us we are not we are we feel like it's not my if it doesn't affect you then you don't 
Do you understand? Yeah, that's that's just that's just how it is, the way it is in Nigeria, you know? Okay, so we want to talk about the teams quickly. We had the team, the major team, that's the number one yeah. team. We had drug counterfeiting. Now, this was done by a gang. We've already mentioned some of the characters in the drug counterfeiting team. Yeah, it was you just Alistos and Schoolboy. Those were the two major people. Yeah. Schoolboy and Mama T. So those were the people. Then, um, part of the drug counterfeiting team, I want to also mention <laughs> Barista Abigail. Now, Barista Abigail, just like Schoolboy and just like Cletus were, um, Yoruba would say, Tabaroni, Sheru, Afitomoje. Barista Abigail was that kind of person that, but sorry, I beg your pardon for those of you that do not understand what I just said. It means when you send someone a message, take for example, you send someone a message, person has to also use their own initiative before delivering that kind of message. So, Barista Abigail was that kind of tool, the kind of person that they were using to clean up their shady mess. She was obviously known I'm... in the police station. Everybody knew she was exactly. coming to bail up criminals. So, she was that kind of lawyer that, you know that, oh, okay, this lawyer is here. She's definitely here to bail up they're one criminal. Like we had uh, a team of drug counterfeiting. We had it amongst Mamati, like we said earlier. We had it amongst Schoolboy and Cletus and some other people. Now, for the team of corruption, it was so dominant in that movie. We had cases between, exactly. take example, Grace and the Driver. We, when we had Grace and Driver, and Driver was going so, on and so, on. So, and sorry for cutting in short. Even before everything. Grace and the Driver, Grace and the man that owns the supermarket where they mm-hmm. bought the drug, Grace herself, yeah, Grace herself, I think her name in that movie should be Corruption. She herself. <laughs> because, now, take for example, let's say she was supposed to get that particular drug yeah. and not that big pharmacy. According to her, she was supposed to get it for like maybe a thousand naira. Now, you go to a smaller a smaller kiosk or a roadside pharmacy and then you get it for 400 naira. You get the original yeah, quotes, but the not original, original movie. but like a better version. You get the original version or let's say yeah. for 1000 naira. But she went to buy the one of 300 naira. Even before that, the man still offered her a better choice yeah. for like maybe 400 or something. And mm-hmm. then she was like, is that not cheaper one? So it, it, it actually talks about some of us and the fact that we're always looking for chillings. You know, even when you see quality and all, you, you are not ready to spend and you know, you're, you're willing to go for cheaper things and then you run the risk of putting yourself at whatever greater risk that is there. So we have that case. We had case that even the kiosk owner, the shop owner, was exactly. buying fake drugs from To people. sell, yeah. To sell. We also had corruption in the freaking police station. Honestly, when I saw police officers asking Barista Abigail for money, I was like, no, why? But do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know that scene? That scene, that scene wasn't just made up. Like, that's exactly how it works in the police station. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So we had all those scenes of corruption, you know, different kind of cases of corruption here and there. I don't want to mention others in case yes, you want to see the movie. The fact that even when schoolboy was arrested schoolboy was i mean for his for his age at that particular age i mean because it wasn't schoolboy for those of you that have not seen the movie schoolboy is not an adult so we won't say maybe because in what he was gaining i mean he was still he was still a young boy i mean that was why probably they called him schoolboy itself because he was still someone Mm -hmm. that is supposed to be in school you know but uh, i was like "Ah, and then the fact that when they kept threatening schoolboy I know my mind was like this police officer can drop a bullet in your head right now guy you will literally die but then this guy was unshaking he wasn't willing to reveal in fact he kept to the end he kept saying I don't know anyone who's mm. Mamati I've never heard any Mamati the guy broke one and said you called him Mamati you're like he doesn't know what he's talking about 
for me that was that was unbeatable reality. The house girl was not loyal no, for, to for, her for the for the issue of the house girl, it wasn't really about loyalty. It was just more about you know trying to play smart. That was just it. It's something most of us will have done at one point in our life. Like, you know, there are, like me for me, I, I won't lie. It's something I've done in my life. You know, a point whereby your parent to give you money and say go and buy this thing. I mean, when your parent to tell you they sell it hundred naira, then you get there, then I'll tell you the thing is for ninety naira, and you just keep the money ten naira in your pocket. You know, so it wasn't really about it wasn't really about being loyal. It was just about you know trying to place a smart one on a madam. That was just what she was trying to do. It wasn't really about her being loyal or not loyal. It was just that she was trying to place smart on a madam. Now, if you are talking about loyalty, the person that was not loyal is the driver because the driver actually took the bribe and kept quiet. You could remember that the driver was saying, "Madam, I said we should stop buying drugs from this place," but immediately changed the entire hand in changing amount. So now that's that's where the corruption and the disloyalty also came into. Now we also talked about karma. Now we will not dive into that deeply because we already mentioned different cases where karma took place firsthand. So if you want to see karma take place, and yeah, yeah. Movie. But then I took into some particular lines in the movie, and I had issues. This was spoilers okay. for me. I wanted to spoilers in the movie. Some of the spoilers I had were the fact that, take for example, first off, when the baby was running temperature and everybody was out and on, the first thing you were supposed to was trying to rush baby to the hospital but the mother or the grandmother in court was asking silly questions where is grace what did she do at that point you're supposed uh, to be well, taking help and I trying think, to get the child to the hospital i think i think one thing time. one thing i saw one thing i saw in that scene was the fact that first of all i think it's just a typical granny you know at times grandmothers can be when things like that occur to their favorite child they can just panic unnecessarily and that's what she was doing she was mm. panicking unnecessarily asking for grace trying to know what did you give to her but at the same time in as much as in as much as it felt like you know something that wasn't good i think what the point they were trying to first of all prove in that place is i think if, if you remember she was like where's my phone i need to call the doctor let me call the doctor then where is grace i think she was first of all trying to confirm what they gave to the girl to use you know which is which is mm-hmm. I think she was yeah, yeah which is another thing at times we don't get to do where we are in such you know health crisis at times when most of us are in this health crisis we just panic and we just mm-hmm. go out and get whatever it is that we want without even asking what did we use before or what didn't we use before but that old scene was just a commotion scene so i could understand why the old scene played like that why she was asking stupid questions why she couldn't reason oh let me rush her to the hospital instead of looking for her phone to first of all call a doctor that might take maybe 40 minutes to come and get to them i mean this is a child we are talking about naturally like you said the best thing will have been oh yeah let's go to the nearest hospital you understand you know calling the doctor a lot of things could have happened on the way and the doctor might not get there on time unless the doctor is living upstairs or down the road you can never tell but aside from that i felt like like i just said i think it was just because of the whole panic that was why they actually played out that scene like that and not to forget is a short movie i need to emphasize that for those of you that understand movie a lot this movie is not a feature film it is a short film so a lot of has to be done you know sharp sharp so it was a little bit understandable um another issue i had with the movie was the fact that think for example you know while she was with the baby she literally left the baby and went to smoke that was when the guy came to inform her that Inspector Okon was around, blah, blah, blah. And then she went to smoke and Inspector Okon comes up to her, what to her. And then at that particular point in time, you're not stable, your grandchild is on admission. You know, a whole lot is going on with you. And you are still bragging. She still kept bragging. And I was like, hey, you are in a freaking hospital. Your grandchild is 
let me pay to this picture i don't know i don't know if you follow nigerian politics that much yeah but there was this there was this video that traded some couple of days ago uh between chris ingigi and one other person you know that chris ingigi was by that you who are you yeah a mushy boy i'm a vi boy you know i think that bragging is it's it's a natural nigerian element you know i think at that point you felt like okay you know what okay you don't catch me uh -huh. what do you want to do uh -huh. you get you know why do you know we you know who they behind me do you understand that was what she was just trying to say like okay oh yeah mr inspector Shebi, you can do your job you don't catch me now oh yeah do your worst what do you want to do sure you get no what do you want to do? there's nothing you can do so that was what she was just trying to you know to and if you if you see the movie there's been a lot of build up between the woman and the inspector from where they met get to out the, so there was this build up i'm like oh god you all saved on it too much like see yes i'm the one doing it go and kill yourself do you want to die there's nothing you can do about it so i think that was just what she was just trying to do there talking about the fact the time they first saw each other yeah. that was at the beginning of the slum when Mama mm -hmm. and Inspector Okun met now I wrote down some lines okay said there and it hit me the fact that hey, Inspector Okun said something like Miss Williams I must say you're a very good person and I wish that there were more people and, like you and then you respond and say be now that's okay go ahead okay so a whole lot of us judge at office level when did you but then we don't look deeper to see okay what else was like what's new what's up with this person how i had issues with the fact that you people knew okay this person is rich but then most of you did not know the source of our wealth and that's how it is in our country that's how it is mostly everywhere you know the fact that you know there are a whole lot of worldly people mm -hmm. stuff, you know and then they are respected people yeah, you don't like know i said the movie the, the, the movie spoke about a lot of things that is going on in nigeria but you see that particular scene that you mentioned now for me i think that was just like a no-no scene for me do you know why because at that particular point unless they were just trying to show us that even with everything that she's doing that is bad she knows within herself that what she's doing is bad and she doesn't wish you know, because you know when when the, when the inspector said ah i wish there were good people like you and she said be careful of what you wish for you know it kind of means like if only you know that i'm not as good as how you are painting me assuming they had met mm -hmm. in probably like in a bar or in a fancy place and she said that statement i won't have you know actually thought i was like oh maybe she's just trying to downplay herself she's trying to be humble and all that but the fact that they met in that particular place coming out from she had just come out from you know where she produced her fake drugs and someone that sees you as a respectable person in the society after you told the person that you just came to support the ladies here and you came to you know empower them and they were like I, I wish there were people like you and you told the person be careful of what you I want like for you if you if you have said that statement to me at that point now that point me say I could begin suspect you say bless your way no pure you know you could, they could have said something like mm -hmm. ah well my dear let's just be thanking God or you know do you get what I'm saying but that yeah. careful of what you wish for yeah. means there's a lot that you don't know so don't assume i'm a good person already do you understand what i'm saying for me i felt like that statement mm -hmm. that was like that was a wrong reply yeah. to you know to the whole hype that the inspector has built on that like for me i felt like that was it that was just a totally wrong reply that reply shouldn't have come out like that at all unless for someone that was already growing conscience that what she's doing is bad unless that is what they're trying to paint for that okay maybe she don't get that thing for mine say yeah this thing we should do they bad but given the following scenes that come up it didn't show like it didn't really show like she had conscience of what she was doing was bad she didn't really care about what she was doing because like you rightly said when uh the conscience mm -hmm. guy himself you know was telling her like ah, madam this drug if they affect children like oh god use them like that you won't make a waste money you know how much i don't invest you know stuff like that so for me i felt like that scene wasn't just that rest that rest one there wasn't just necessary that was that was a no-no for me mm -hmm. another spoiler i noted was the fact that that was even the first thing the very first thing that started the movie police officers are coming to bust drug dealers and then you're coming with iron clothed and everything how would they 
freaking gift. Like, you drew so much attention to yourself. And I felt like, well, in a way, it was not necessary, but then it's realistic because that's literally how our exactly. officers behave. So, but yeah, I felt like, no, no, it was wrong. You shouldn't go and bust drug dealers and loading guns from your car and all. Everyone yeah, definitely I mean, exactly. For most especially for, because the way they read it, that place, it felt, yes, that brought me to something I wanted to say about the cinematography of the movie. Oh my gosh. Shout out to the guy that directed the movie. You know, when they were showing us how the police were raiding the place, you could literally tell that these guys were busted. You could tell that, ah, oh boy, they don't catch them. Only for the police to get into the place and it was empty and they showed the other parts where those guys were still chilling, producing they were like, oh, now this is, this, this suspense there was mad. They felt like they were showing the police all, because it felt like they already had an, an informer that gave them, this is where they are. And they, you know, they went there with their guns and everything, mm-hmm. hoping to, you know, catch and arrest and all that. But they got there, they made the place empty. In that same scene, they still showed us where those guys were and were producing their drugs. And I feel like, okay, now I love, I love how this place played out. I love how this place played out. But like you rightly said, it's a normal thing in Nigeria. If more police, if police no on site, you're not gonna see that they do their job. So they have to on site for it. Yes, we are doing our job. We are coming on our way. So it's just like I rightly said, 90% of everything that occurred in that movie was something I could naturally relate to as a Nigerian. And that is, I think that is one thing I want to see more about in a Nigerian movie. Movies I could, if I cannot even relate to the acting, if I cannot relate to the, you know, grammar, but at least let the storyline be relatable. Let it be something I can quickly understand, like, ah, yes, I'll say the album for Ghetto, I'll say the album for you. Not just fabricate anything just because you want to make a good movie. Unless you don't tell us already, say, now nah, fabrication they do, then there's no problem about it. But then, literally, for those of you that have listened to us thus far, that is that about Fishbone. But before we round up, I want to say the plot was making sense. The location was on point. You know, the cinematography was just seriously. So I feel like it, it had a really good storyline. You know, the acting, the directing. The acting was let amazing. Also, literally. Let me also quickly let me also quickly make a little because I had to take that I had to take the I had to take the movie backward a little bit just to look like the girl herself, the granddaughter herself. I acting in that movie was mm-hmm. it was superb. In as much as she didn't do much, but the little she did, I mean man, the little she did was just so so you know the way when when she wasn't feeling fine the way she was acting you could tell like ah, even was like oh did they beat this mother. girl before she came on set like, what was what was that problem you know it's <laughs> i mean credit has to go to that girl seriously in as much as our was that much but then mm-hmm. credit has to go to her seriously mm-hmm. so basically the movie is a good movie but before we round it up if you were to rate the movie over 10 as a general viewer uh, and as a movie as a critic, general viewer how would you rate i would give them maybe a nine over ten as a movie critic i won't lie to mm-hmm. you considering the fact that it's a short film and not a feature film i'll give it an eight over ten trust me i it's a, it's a movie i really really enjoyed it's a movie i really really enjoyed and considering the story that it was telling the lesson we you know we're meant to learn from the movie yeah it was a good movie all in all very decent movie Alright guys, so you've heard it from my face to know that the movie was spot on. If you have not seen it, we talked about two movies in summary. We talked about The Old Guard and we also talked about Fishbone. Alright, Fishbone by Anna Cole Films. If you have not seen those movies, trust me, you are missing out. You need to literally sit down tomorrow, get your pop-up, get your popcorn, get your biscuit, get your drink and watch those movies. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank, Thank you so much, Afis, for joining me. us. Thank it's you a pleasure. It's an honor. And yeah, 
I hope that next time if I call you you would definitely so I'll wait, I'll wait be willing to, you to call join me us. for next time. <laughs> definitely. Don't worry. I'll take you up on that. All right guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, share with friends. Don't forget to follow our IG and that is at Love and Light Podcast or Podcast Love and Light. I'll drop the link right on the bio and don't forget that you can always tip via Shukran. Thank you so much for your love and support guys. Catch you next time. Bye.